Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Podcasting from the top of the rocks. This is News on the Rocks with Patty Steele. Okay, so I had so much fun the last time with my Chicago friend, Steve Cochran. He works out there. I work in New York. I decided, let's do another one. It's, yet again, another Simul podcast. That's a good name for it, right? He's doing his podcast live from my office. I'm doing mine, News on the Rocks. All right, this is fun. Fun for me, and I think it's fun for her, too. It's my very good friend, uh, Patty <laughs> Steele, live from New York, where she hosts the morning show, along with a famous guy named Scott. By the way, what is the exact name of the show? Um, You know, it depends on the day. Sometimes it's called The Big Show. Sometimes it's called Shannon in the Morning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's called The CBS FM Morning Show with with Scott Shannon and Patty Steele. (laughs) I kind of like it when it includes my name. Yeah, I understand. I understand. So the marketing... The official logo is... Shannon in the morning with Patty Steele. <laughs> All right. So the marketing people clearly have ADD in a very dangerous way. Yes. And so does Scott. So <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's on CBS FM uh, in New York, and you can listen online uh, anytime as well mm-hmm. uh, if you choose mm-hmm. to do so. Radio.com. Now, more mm-hmm. importantly, Patty does her podcast. Yes. I do mine. We're doing a joint podcast now. I don't even know. Is there a name for a joint podcast? Um, I don't know um, that there is. Yeah, it's a it's a simul podcast. Oh, look what you did there! We're okay. So, yeah. so we are completed these words. We're simul potting. That's it. We are simul potting right simul-potting. now. Simul It sounds like something you do in the garden. Now, you and I have talked about this before. We both get tired mm-hmm. of, even though we both have great political interests, and you're a news junkie and I'm a news junkie, um, but we right. get tired of the screaming from both sides on the right and the left. So mm-hmm. we've taken some effort here to pick out some stories that are stories that are literally getting buried that you may not even see because there's mm-hmm. so much of a one-track or two-track mind from everybody. Um, right. So for lack of a better word, let's call this about 10 things, because we don't even know if we have 10, and we'll bounce back and forth. You do a story, then I'll do a story, and we'll just talk them out. And uh, I always t- have way more than 10 things I want to hit, so launch into it, baby. All right, So, and then when we get to the end of this, I got a little game we're going to play, and the, uh, okay. the listeners will be able to uh, win. And by the way, to include your listeners as well. Thank you for news on it's news on the rocks. I got to share that name. Yep, <laughs> news on the rocks. And Scott Shannon's name is not a part of that. News on the rocks. No. Oh my God, no! <laughs> it's at pattysteel.com. dot com. That's it. <laughs> All right, and and I hope people check that out as well. All right, so you go first. You give me story number one that you picked up. Something you saw in the news that you thought was interesting. 
Okay. Well, this was really interesting to me because I, I think I told you a long time ago, one time I was sitting at dinner, it was Mother's Day, maybe two years ago. And I was talking to my daughter and she had this friend of hers, this guy visiting from, they were going to American University at the time. So we're sitting in this restaurant and I knew that he and I shared some authors that we really loved. I happened to be a freak for Bill Bryson. And I, and he said to me, Oh God, I love Bryson. Have you read his book? A short history of everything. I think that's what it called. Okay. And I, I said, you know, it's so funny. I've read like six or seven of his books, and I've been thinking about getting that book. So I'm glad, glad you reminded me. You know, whatever. We're eating. A few minutes go by, and of course, you know, none of us can resist checking our phone. I checked my phone, and in the last five minutes, up popped something from um, uh, Kindle. Amazon Kindle saying Bill Bryson's A Short History of Everything is available. (laughs) They were listening to you at dinner. I wake up good. Step away from the phone. And I mean, the phone had just been laying on the table. So I freaked out about that. You know, come to find out now, this happens on such a regular basis. It's not quite as frightening. But now, listen to this. They've got this new thing coming from... uh, I think Google, because um, they had, yeah, Google Nest is part of Google, right? I believe so, yeah. So they've got this thing called the Nest Hub. It's a seven-inch smart screen. It's a voice-activated sleep monitoring assistant. And they say, here's the great news. You don't have to wear, like, your Apple Watch to bed or your Fitbit to bed. You just point this, and it will watch you sleep, and it'll tell you, if you're restless or how great or poorly you've been sleeping. So it is watching you while you're lying, while you're lying in bed. And Google says the sleep watching nest hub has been designed to respect your privacy oh, yeah, sure it is. while watching you in bed. That is what do you crazy. Think that? That's so crazy <laughs> because I don't care what algorithm they've developed. The words watching you sleep are pretty clear to me. And all I picture is this bank of genius tech nerds looking at, mm-hmm. uh, looking at a lot of uh, people in bed. I mean, it's not good. I don't want that. Well, that's what, I mean, we know that they do that. They listen in like on the Alexa messages yeah. and they say they do it because they're trying to improve how Alexa understands you know, differences in accents and words that get used in different places. And then what you find out is the people who have to listen to those conversations are always joking with each other about what they've heard on people's Alexas. They're going to do the same thing, but now they're going to watch you. So So, if you have a smart screen of any kind in your bedroom, do you tape, do you tape the camera? You know, like remember the laptops in the nineties, we started doing this. He said, Oh no, you got to tape over the camera. Is that where we are? Well, you got to tape uh, up all your cameras. I mean, a lot of people feel that way. If you look at a lot of the, a lot of the smart televisions that we get, if you look at the tiny print, it'll tell you that it is listening. Even when the set is off, it's listening ostensibly so that you can share you know, you can suddenly decide you're going to shout at the TV to turn itself on. So it's always listening. Right. And it says if you're uncomfortable with that, you have to, I guess there's something you have to do in order to disconnect that. They, I know with my kids, like they tape the screens on their Xboxes and things like that. And, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, like you, 
would defeat the purpose of even having this thing if you're going to put it because the whole point of it is to watch you and then report in the morning on how well you slept. Well, and here's or the thing too: else you were doing in bed, I guess. And, and, <laughs> and let's let's admit we're all lazy Americans. And the idea of yeah. taping over your camera, we do it like twice, and then we right. go, eh, I don't know. Bob, Bob's probably off tonight. He won't be watching. And then now you just go on about your business. Exactly. But I'm going to vote no. I'm going to vote no. I'm going to vote no on this. I'm going to vote no. Well, we actually, we removed Alexa from our bedroom as well, because, you know, look at all the stories you're hearing about how Alexa now, um, they're using Alexa in court cases. Yeah. They've used it in a couple of murder cases in which, you know, so this thing isn't just because it's not like you're going, hey, Alexa, I'm about to murder somebody. Feel free to listen. Right. This thing is recording all the time and storing this information. And so that's what they're going after. They're going after the stuff that's, that's stored. So, so if, um, and that's a violation too, right? Because if, uh, if look, if I want to kill somebody, that's my business. And uh, who, are the Alexa, who are the Alexa and Google people to be listening to my conversation? <laughs> it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah um well that's a very strong lead let me follow it up with this i know you're a dog person as a matter of fact you've got a new one oh my god i have uh and almost her birthday's in uh, about a month i have a three-year-old and then i have a four-month-old have you dressed up the dogs this winter um you know it's funny you say that the only time i have um we have a, a farm that's been in my family since before I was born up in the mountains of PA. And I happened to go up there for Thanksgiving, which I hadn't in years. Cause usually down here toward the city, I have like 35 or 40 relatives come to my house. Sure. I love big Thanksgiving. This year we couldn't do that obviously because of the pandemic. And so I um, said, you know what, let's do an old fashioned Thanksgiving at the farm with just the four of us. That's nice. So we went up there, but what I didn't realize was the day after, I think it was a Saturday after Thanksgiving was the kickoff of deer hunting season. So I had these, at the time I didn't have the new baby yet. I had Luna and I thought, could she possibly look like a little tiny baby deer that they might go after? So I did put a big orange vest on her so we could go hiking, sit by the lake. But she had this giant bright orange vest on. And she actually kind of liked it because it was cold and <laughs> it kept her snuggly despite her warm fur. I, look, I have no doubt that she liked it, but I think that is generally speaking the exception. I think when people dress up dogs, most of the time the dogs are looking up going, you're not going to let other dogs see me in this, right? Because this is super embarrassing. Right. They shake their paws if you put something on their feet or their right. back. Right. They're trying to get out of it. Yeah. yeah, you go, you know I already have a coat, right? I don't need this. And uh, yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. Can, I, can I get sunglasses and a wig so the other dogs don't know it's me? <laughs> So, all right, now here's why I'm bringing this up, because the people at Crocs have uh, either licensed or they themselves are inventing and marketing Crocs for dogs, which... What? That's right, Crocs for dogs, because, you know, there's so... With little holes in it so that yeah. you, their feet can breathe. Right, right, because, you know, that's What's the smelliest feet? part of a dog, its feet. Um, their feet 
smell like popcorn. Did you ever notice that? No, no, no. If you jam your nose in between their pads, (laughs) it smells like popcorn. You have been indoors too long. Uh, So, yeah, so Crocs for dogs. I don't know how much they cost, uh, but obviously you're going to need two pair because we got four feet going on. Uh, and, uh, what, what, what are they for, though? What do I mean? What do, is it, what's it do you for? You want your dogs to be comfortable when they're out walking around. Their little dog. that's what pads are for. Mm, you say so, but the people at Crocs seem to know better. Uh, oh, fact, sure. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, the people at Google are inventing a, a, a technology to watch your dog walk in Crocs, and then they'll report back to you. <laughs> So, I'll watch my dog sleep. That'll be like most of the day. Story number two, dog crocs. I'm going to vote no on that as well. Um, so you can, oh, you're uh, no fun. You could do the research. All right. Uh, you're up. Next story. Okay. So here in New Jersey, this happened this last week um, in Wall Township, New Jersey. The school board just had to pay out $325,000 to the former teacher and yearbook advisor. Uh, her name is Susan Parsons. Here's what happened. Back in 2017, she was the yearbook advisor. They went to print the yearbook and apparently a secretary speaking for the principal said to her, oh, this is not going to do. One of the kids is wearing a Make America Great Again t-shirt. She said, you got to take that out. You've got to turn it into a plain shirt. So edit it, you know, Photoshop it. So yeah. it looks like he's just wearing a regular t-shirt. So she said, oh, fine, whatever. She went ahead and did that. She said she got dozens and dozens of death threats after oh she God. followed those orders. And um, so, and then she sued the school board. And in the end, the district had to reissue the yearbook with the student wearing the Trump shirt and the teacher got paid 325000 bucks. Well, that's a bad day for the school board, isn't it? Uh, look, yeah, I, it's a bad I, day for the school board. I've said this before, and you know this about me. The only person that mm-hmm. likes Donald Trump less than me is Melania. So... <laughs> I won't be Aww. I won't be defending Donald Trump anytime soon. Having said that, I think if a t-shirt meets whatever the dress code is for the school, then mm-hmm. you probably have no business editing it, do you? Well, I mean, so here's the rub. Um on the one hand, you say, "Okay, well, if it meets the dress code, well, what if it says, you know, F you or, you know, you know, and I was going to make some comment about breasts or whatever. Right. Right. So where does it stop? At what point do you say, okay, that's inappropriate. How do you decide what's appropriate and what's inappropriate? Well, yeah, I agree with you. But to me, that's what I'm saying. That's what the, this should be up to the school board and the schools to develop whatever their definition of decency is. I say that as someone who's been in broadcasting for 40 years and the FCC's never figured it out. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, well, so, that's the thing. As soon as you start playing around with that, you really open yourself up. I mean, maybe what they do is they come up with an, a, a blanket um, across the board, absolutely no printed T-shirts in any of the pictures well, or anything. I don't care there if it go. says my mom's an angel. Nothing that it has any any words or photos on it. And then, and then you know. My vote for you. That's the one I'm not voting no on. I'm voting for you because that, that would work. Because my solution was going to be no political slogans, but then you get into a whole other argument with that. So your, yeah. your idea and then you've that got no. You decide what's politics and yep. what's, 
you know. Yeah, your idea, no words, uh, makes sense to me. All right. No words, no pictures. All right, so you and I, you and I came from, um, uh, and to a sense, you're still doing music radio, though you guys are very entertaining mm-hmm. and you talk a lot. But we yeah. did music radio. <laughs> we did music radio together, and I was a disc jockey yes, for did. a long time. And mm-hmm. um, I've got a question coming up, um, which we'll do in the game, that I think you'll find highly entertaining because science has determined the one form of music that will keep mosquitoes away from you all the time, all the time. Really? Yes. No. Really? The, only, the only problem is if you don't like this kind of music, you have to make a trade-off. So what's better, being bit and having your blood taken from you or listening to the music? So we'll get to that. But in the lighter side of things, again, uh, uh-huh. there was a huge deal made this past week, I guess, for uh, the new right. NFL package for uh, for broadcasting games. And uh, Amazon now has the rights to Thursday night football. So this is another change right. with the technology. Amazon paid... I think nearly a billion dollars for this package and they get one game a week on Thursday nights. So the question is, have we, and will we, and is football enough to drag more of us to this on-demand world that we clearly live in, where if you want to watch football, you're just going to go ahead and it's on Amazon. You know, it's like when you and I were growing up in a three-channel universe. Oh, yeah. Ponderosa and Uncle Joe. Yeah, they're on Channel 3. Uh, but we now know that Thursday Night Football is on Amazon. Is that deal ahead of the curve? Or are people at a point where they can easily adapt to that? But those games, are they not live games? Are those? No, they are live uh, games. They are live games, but the only way you can get them is on oh, Amazon. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, that's good. That's, that's, wow. That's interesting. I thought you were saying it was kind of a watch it when you want on Amazon. Nope. Live games. would be kind of weird because you'd already know the outcome of the game before you watched it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. No, you're live, you're live streaming them. You're live streaming the games like, you, you know, you'd stream a movie or whatever. I maintain that for um, people over the age of, well, 50, I would suppose, uh, who remember the beginnings of cable TV and things, this I'll watch it anytime I want on-demand world is still something that we haven't developed into because we come from habits that have formed over our entire lives. Oh, football, it's on Thursday night at eight and it's on this or that network or whatever right. else you're watching. So I, th- I felt like the right. deal was a little ahead of the curve, but maybe I'm just old. <laughs> well, I have to be honest with you. I'm kind of loving um, this on-demand viewing because I don't have I don't have time for appointment viewing because so much of what is on because I do morning radio yep. so much of what's on if you're gonna it's appointment viewing it's on after eight o'clock at night and that's about the time I'm going oh I better head upstairs sure. so now. I can sit down, I can, you know, make dinner. I, w- I can sit down at six o'clock and binge for a couple of hours, whatever show it is I want to watch. So I'm kind of pretty much loving that, but I'm not a sports person. So I don't really know how that would play into sports for me. I do think that we're seeing, um, we're seeing a, a real problem as the audience, um, this young audience ages into adulthood look at the the way um whether it's the super bowl whether it's any of the awards i mean viewership for appointment viewing has been crashing it's crashing and i think it's because people you know are just so comfortable with being able to watch what they want 
when they want to watch it. And nobody's going to tell me that I have to pull up a chair at eight o'clock on a gorgeous night when I want to go outside and I don't really want to watch TV, but I may want to watch it at 10 o'clock or I may want to watch it at five while I'm eating dinner or making dinner or whatever. I think that's also plays into it. But you're the old guy, though, that likes appointment viewing. You know, it's funny. I'm a total hypocrite about it because um, I do. But then there's things where I go, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just stream it. So I, I've refused to give up on the old way. You know, I was a guy, I was early adapter in the 80s. Oh, look, I've got a beta the VCR. And then I had a regular VCR and the clock kept blinking on both of them. Um, but I would accumulate, you know, stacks and stacks of videotapes of stuff I recorded and I never got around to watching because I like, you know, just flipping on the TV and just bang, 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 doing the guy thing, right? Where you're just going through until you find something you're interested in. But I'm getting there. I'm getting to a point where I can go, oh yeah, the crown. Yeah, I like the crown. Yeah, let's go watch that. Let's go. Or, or, or Ted Lasso. This very funny uh, Jason Sudeikis thing that he just did on uh, Apple Plus TV. So I'm getting there, and I know they're not going to wait for me, and it's not going backwards. Um, but I just still feel like they're shooting a little younger. And maybe that's the intent, right? They got to run the business. They don't care that 50 plus is behind. They're going, hey, old folks, catch up with us. So maybe that's the whole problem with movie theaters is, you know, who wants to have to say, oh, I want to go see this movie, but I got to get in the car. I got to drive to a theater, and the showing is at 8. Right. And if I don't get there by eight ten, I'm going to miss part of the movie. I mean, I'm I'm a big I love going to movie theaters, and but I'm a big believer that in order they've got to reinvent themselves because one of my favorite things to do is to go to these really great theaters where it may cost you a few more bucks, but you can put your feet up. Yeah. And somebody comes and brings me a nice glass of Sauvignon Blanc and some really perfect crispy French fries or pizza or whatever. Right. I think they're going to have to be... It's got to be an experience. It's got to be something worth leaving the house for, right? Yeah, it's got to be a night out. I'm not just going to walk in and have my feet stick to the floor and sit next to some freak who's, you know, got greasy uh, popcorn fingers and not be able to just, you know, relax and enjoy myself. So they're going to have to, like, make it an event as opposed to counting on jamming 21 screens into the same yep. theaters that used to hold four screens. What about kids, though, that would go to the movies to make out? Would you have a make out section like you used to have a smoking section? Make out, no make out. Where would you like to sit? What a perfect idea. That's what they should do up in the very top. As you go up to the top, instead of just chairs, they have couches. Right. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You're going to be going through a lot of sanitizer. Um <laughs> All right, you're up. Next story from you. Well, speaking of that, uh, Tinder is wanting everybody to get back to normal, right? And so, and they mean like, ever, okay, the virtual dating, cute, not so great. That's not what really people want out of dating. So they have a couple of different things they're doing to entice you back into the, the in-person Tinder fold. The first is they're going to be giving away a thousand free COVID tests to 500 Tinder matches. Now, I mean, obviously, that presupposes that you're so comfortable with someone that you're going to let them spit into a little jar and then you send it in, <laughs> I guess, to each of you. And so that's one issue. But then you can find out if they, in fact, if you trust the uh, <laughs> the negative test. And then here's the other thing, if, in case that didn't make you feel safe enough. Tinder says soon they're going to offer background checks on potential dates. It'll cost you. 
but they, if, you know, Tinder's owned by Match, and they say both Match.com um, and Tinder, as well as OkCupid, because they own all of those, you're going to be able to get a background check on a potential person. Now, here's the only problem. You have to somehow get the other person's full name or their first name and phone number in order for them to do the background check. So you've already got to get to the level where you're trusting one another enough to share that kind of thing. Or you distrust them enough that you're going to go behind their back as fast as you possibly can. Any good relationship starts with weaselly sneaking through their purse or their wallet when they're not looking or their phone, right? I mean, that's the way it works. That's love. (laughs) Right. You look a little bit like a serial killer, so I'm going to check up on you while I go to the ladies' room. But they say they're not going to share things like traffic tickets except for DUIs and vehicular manslaughter, thank you. And they won't share any drug charts. So funny. You're on your own on that kind of stuff. Well, you know, and, and, and you and I were both married people in the 80s um, when mm-hmm. AIDS blew up. But there was a right. whole there was a whole push then that, you know, before because the, the, the cliche was true. If you sleep with somebody, you're sleeping with everybody they ever slept with. So right. it, it was, a, you know, a different shade of COVID. But um, there was a huge push in the 80s, you remember, where they were going, well, they have to have an AIDS test or you probably don't go out with them. That's a great icebreaker. <laughs> Wow. I didn't, that I don't remember that oh, going yeah. on. Yeah. But again, yeah, I was either in, involved, I was in, involved in one of any number of marriages at the time. <laughs> Listen, we all have six or seven. All right. Now I have a, I've got a cliched New York question for you. Cause this is a story that just came out Friday morning. Two bus yeah. drivers got caught on the wrong block in Brooklyn. They both claim they had the right of way and they were nose to nose. These big commuter buses. And neither one would back up or move. It sounds like a Seinfeld episode. But the uh, the jam went down 13th Ave at 39th Street. It lasted for 45 uh-huh. minutes. It tied up traffic for blocks and blocks and blocks before the police finally came and ticketed both drivers and forced them to move the bus. Is that a New York cliche or is that something you still see every day? Wait, tell me this, the, what was the Ave? What was the cross street? It's in Brooklyn, and it was oh, at thirteenth okay. uh, so and thirty Is it a two way street? Yeah, because it wasn't like one guy was going down one street the wrong way. Because in the city, every almost everything is one way. Correct, you know, except Correct. for a few cross cross streets. No, I, I can um, only go from the picture here, and it looks like one was turning uh, into a two way street, the other was turning. Uh, into a two-way street. So yeah, they were just kind of big old buses caught in the middle and one refused to move and the other guy said, well, I'm not moving either. Yeah, that's totally, that's so, so, that is so New York. I was in the city last night for dinner and was trying down in in Chelsea. And if if you've been in uh, the city lately, you know that most, especially in those areas with lots of restaurants, the streets are completely lined with these little setups so people can eat outdoors, right? Right, right. And so it's crowded the streets. The streets are very tight because of it. And, like, you'll go to turn. You know, we were trying to make a right turn and paused for a minute because someone was pushing a little baby in a stroller across the street and behind, beep, beep, everybody's talking. It's crazy. There is that level of stress. And I don't know if it's just New York City or if it's most big cities, the stress level of 
people, and I think that's what happens, those bus drivers. I always say to cab drivers, Uber drivers, anybody that drives professionally in the city, my heart goes out to them because it's got to be so, you're, you're like gnashing your teeth sure. all the time. And you're, I'm not going to back up, you back up. <laughs> well, the thing about Brooklyn, though, is Brooklyn's been so gentrified through the years that I thought, well, maybe you're not seeing as much of this, but you see this in Manhattan. You see this oh, in yeah. Brooklyn. You see it in no, Staten you Island. It. You, see it, is, you see it everywhere. Yeah. Brooklyn's, it, Brooklyn has become so popular. It's so crowded because you not only have lots of people that want to live there, but now you have lots of people that want to go there to, um, you know, just to have fun. Uh, my daughter goes and meets friends and, and, you know, we're in New Jersey. She goes through the city and goes to Brooklyn to meet up with girlfriends to go to like these little rooftop bars right sure. now. So that, you know, where you can still be outdoors, but you have, and there's a ton of them there. So yeah, it's, it's just All right, now I want to get. I, uh, I was going to say I want to get to this game, but I've got another story I've yeah. got to get to. Do you have one more as well? Or you want me to jump to this? Uh, you go. You go. Right. Okay. This is this is somebody we both know. This is somebody who we have both uh, interviewed. This is somebody who we've both uh, spent some some professional time with in person. And okay. um, I'm talking about the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. Okay. Um, yeah. I first met Trump back in the '80s. I played mm-hmm. a few holes of Me golf too. with him at one point. He certainly came through and did either in-person or phone interviews all the time. And in New York. Never played anything with him, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what? I salute you. That's fine taste. Um, but after being president of the United States and changing everything, and I don't mean for the good, this story just warmed the cockles of my heart. And for those of you uh, watching, let me point to you where the cockles of my heart are so you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, I know exactly where they are. <laughs> here's, the, here's the story. Wax museums frequently have to rotate their celebrity figurines to make room for new trends and new things. So there's a, there's a big wax museum in San Antonio, Texas. And there you go. 45's right there. Donald Trump, the wax figurine. This is a part of a chain to Ripley's, believe it or not, people. They apparently have wax museums in different spots around the country. Uh, oh, sure, sure. Madame Tussauds also. Yeah, Vegas, Branson, that kind of thing. So yep. they had a little problem with the Trump wax figure. It seems mm-hmm. that they've had to move it to the back room on multiple occasions for touch-ups because every day, multiple people would buy a ticket, go in and punch wax Trump in the face over and over. This is Texas. This is in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I know what you're saying. You go in Texas. No, they want to take a picture with him. Nope. People, Punching Donald Trump in the face so many times they had to take his wax figurine back for touch-up, and now they're questioning whether or not they can leave it out for the public. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, well, it, I, like I said, uh, I don't ask for much. The story just made me happy. Well, either that or maybe they could charge and let you do it. Right, right. <laughs> Give the money to a charity. Right, exactly. I mean, why not? Now, uh, uh, that brings up the question, though, if there's one celebrity that I said you can only have one. If there's one celebrity you'd like to be able to punch in the face, and look, I know Patty Steele. Patty Steele's not a punch in the face type. But just pretend that you are for a second. If there's one celebrity you'd like oh. to punch in the face, who would it be? Could be, could be movies, could be TV, could be music, um, um, could be politics, could be anything. Wow, could be politics even? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I, I guess here's my problem. And you're going to hate this answer. My problem is 
is I just I'm a I'm really big about live and let live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going to the extreme of wanting to punch someone in the face, I just can't even like, you know, say okay. If I was a person that punched, this is who I'd punch. I can't really think of someone. I can think of plenty of people that I would not want to spend any time with. Right, right, right. Maybe that's the game. We should change it to who would you not want to be caught in an elevator with? Um, <laughs> but and it's unfair. It's an unfair question because it's, it's... Yeah, no, it's not unfair. It's just interesting because I, I would have to give it a little more thought. I don't want to just blurt out, oh, Steve Cochran, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you've punched me before. I got to say, you got a great right cross. Uh, But as a guy, this is something guys, Uh uh, you know, are much more willing to do. And certainly things that guys have talked about. And I'm going to stay in the world of politics and just offer up Ted Cruz. If there's one guy that ought to be punched right in the face, it's Ted Cruz. Uh, That's it. That's it. Doesn't have to be me. I'm just saying it should happen. I might go with um, either Sean Penn or Johnny Depp. Uh, I think that they are really, really narcissistic assholes, and I every once in a while I would, I would just love to not punch him in the face, but kind of do a like an Elaine boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like get all the yourself. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and you and Elaine are the same size, so it's perfect. Um, exactly. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna play a game now. Uh, before we run out of time here, it's called Stump Patty, and anybody okay. listening to your podcast, which is called what? News on the Rock. And it's findable where? At uh, either pattysteel.com or wherever you get your podcast. Same thing. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find Steve Cochran's live from my office. I'm going to ask you five questions. We'll call this Stump Patty. All these questions, okay. uh, ah, they're stupid questions, but they all have some measure of entertainment in them. They're all multiple choice. And uh, you don't have to get them right because all we want is for people to send me an email Send me an email to thecochranshow at gmail.com. V-C-O-C-H-R-A-N, thecochranshow at gmail.com. Say, hey, I heard you and Patty playing uh, Stump Patty. And then make sure your mailing address is in there. an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure your mailing address is in there. And I will send you a gift card from Apt Electronics, a great Chicago company, uh, and a great website at apt.com. So you can order anything from wherever you are in the world. And they have everything. All right. So let's start with the music question I brought up earlier. Science has determined that mosquitoes will avoid one type of music completely. And if you play this type of music, you'll never have mosquito issues this summer or any time after. Mosquitoes hate what music? Is it A, Kelly Clarkson? Is it B, Kanye, who's not worth $6 billion? What is it, $2 billion, right. Patty? Is that what you're telling me? $2 yeah, billion? something like $2, $2 billion. billion. Right, exactly. Or is it the EDM, electronic dance music, EDM music? Thumping, thumping, thumping. Is it EDM music? Is it Kelly Clarkson, Kanye, or EDM? What's guaranteed to keep mosquitoes away from you? I'm going to go with EDM just because of the something. Ding, Probably ding, like ding. rattles their little... correct. And that brings up the question I brought up earlier. What's better? Mm -hmm. Because you got to make a choice. You're going to say, I'll have the mosquitoes eat me alive, but I can't listen to the club music. I can't do it. I don't know how I'd go there. (laughs) I'd listen to Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And get beaten. (laughs) Bit by mosquitoes. (laughs) All right. Question number two. Your body contains 100,000 miles I'm not, that's not a, that's not a typo. 100,000 miles of what? 
Is it A, bad road? Is, <laughs> is it B, Cheetos? Or is it C, blood vessels? 100,000 miles. Uh, yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> Cheetos. No, blood vessels. Blood vessels. But isn't that cool? 100,000 yeah, miles. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. It, I was wondering if it was going to be some harder to guess. Um, I didn't expect the Cheetos in there. Um, I was thinking it also could have been nerves. But yeah, oh, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I but the vessels make more sense. I got to fire the writer. Um, <laughs> question number three of five: Which Disney character has the highest kill count in their movie? <laughs> this question makes me laugh. Which Disney character has the highest kill count? Is it Winnie the Pooh? You know, Winnie. Winnie looked like fun, but well, don't Winnie cross Winnie. So you gave so the her already counts him out. So. Ah, I did throw that in. Is it the Little Mermaid, or is it Mulan? Which Disney character has the highest kill count? Mulan. Mulan is correct. I didn't know this, and I see all these movies. You know, my my granddaughter's five, and and uh, <laughs> and, and so I see them all. Mulan credited with 2,000 people. Took out 2,000 people, most of them by triggering an avalanche. Oh. He's adorable. <laughs> the lighthearted good times at Disney, which, by the way, those, yeah. parks, those parks are scheduled to reopen at the end of April if you want to go yourselves. Uh, and Exactly, uh, out in California, yeah. That's wild. When was the last time you were at Disney? Do you even know? You know what? Uh, I actually, almost every year, except for this year, we do our show for a week from Universal Studios oh, sure. down in Orlando. Yep. And so I I just am a huge fan of Universal, uh, the studios. So I haven't been to Disney probably in, probably, God, since my kids were little. I would say 15 years, something yeah. like that. 10, 15 years. So, yeah. Yeah, and I've heard, you know, a terrible stories or terrible stories that the small amount of people are letting in now that they've regularly had to remove people because the kids that work at Disney, um, who, and I'm not, I'm not being flip here, they go through rigorous training. I mean, there's very high standards of what it takes uh, to be right. a Disney employee. And these kids yeah. politely asking people to wear masks and they're being spit on and they're having stuff thrown at them. And all sorts really? of things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Apparently, they wow. missed that happiest place on earth sign on the way in. Yeah. So. No kidding. <laughs> all right. Here's another, here's another uh, um, question involving us humans. Uh, the average American spends more time. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this so I don't just give the answer away. Um, all right. So here's your, here's your choices checking your phone, texting reading, exercising, or sitting on the toilet in a given week, what would you say is the number one answer? What do we do the most? If it's a kid, it's texting. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the yuckiest answer, which is sitting on the toilet. <laughs> this is the amazing thing. I'm so glad you said that. Sitting on the toilet came in third. Third, really? third's pretty impressive though because we check our phone an average of a hundred and sixty times a day. A day? Where you glance at your phone? Wow. You know, we've never stopped to count it, but I don't doubt that at all. We text for an average of forty-five minutes a day. That's everybody from you know the time you get your first phone to the to the time your your phone unplugs you. Um, yeah. Exercising over the course of a week, an hour and a half. 
and even those people are lying, reading right. two hours and 10 minutes, but we sit on the toilet for three hours and nine minutes a week. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, there's Unbelievable. nothing. There's, there are no words. Yeah. All right, final question. Okay, um, let's go to nature for this question. A group of hippos is called what? Is a group of hippos a herd? A herd of hippos? Is it a bloat? A bloat of hippos? Or is it a trump? A trump of hippos? See how I worked him in one more time? Um, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> what do you call a group? Well, when that's a hint then. If, it's, if you're saying I worked him in, then that means that's not the answer. Oh. So I'm going to go with bloat. How did you, yeah, when you think it's a herd, yeah, it's a bloat. It's a bloat of hippos. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something weird, and I knew the Trump wasn't it because you said you worked it in. So, see, this is like a detective game with you. Right, right. You, and, you, you have to kind of see how you fashion the question, <laughs> and that's what the, where the answer lies. And how I throw out broad hints with no intention of doing it. All right, so exactly. you have your marching orders. Simply send me an email to thecochranshow at gmail.com with your mailing address. If you're one of the first five to get in, I'll send you an app to gift card, and you can use it online, or you could use it if you're in the Chicago area by just going to the store. Patty, I love you. You're the you greatest. Right now. <laughs> no, no, you can't win. Um, I know, I know. But thank you for doing this. We'll do it again. And until we have a better name, that's Patty and Steve with eh, about 10 things. Uh, exactly. The word. That's, that's, that's how it works. And good luck with News on the Rocks. Thank you. And you, good luck with Live from My Office. There you go. <laughs> uh, podcast world, baby. Uh, that's Patty Steele. Thank you. And we're back with more in a moment uh, here on Live from My Office and there on News on the Rocks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.